Join us, Sarah and Georgia, as we help you get to grips with money and take control of your finances in a fun and simple way. We talk all things money from investments, pensions and benefits to your mindset around money and steps we can take to improve your relationship with money. Together, we've got this. Welcome to episode 13 of the Money Confidence Podcast. On this episode, well, we were going to have a a guest. We were going to have our little special guest. Our little special guest, but our guest has basically double booked. Well, no, no, Sarah, I think you're you're, you're, you're right, Sarah. No, let's blame it on the guest, the guest double booked. It was Sarah rearranged like last minute and then the guest couldn't do the last minute date. So the (laughs) The guest 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 basically has a life. Yeah. (laughs) Unlike you, I can't book everything (laughs) and then be able to do the next day. Um, Um, But the guest will be on just in a few weeks time, we reckon. So you've got that to look forward to. We've always got stuff going on in our lives haven't we georgia oh yeah our so lives what, are wild the the wild and crazy um so this has been a big week for me hasn't it it has gone sarah well i don't know how much i can say um oh yeah yeah i don't know how much i can say at the moment but but the future is bright that's all we'll say the future's bright the future's orange <laughs> isn't that an advert <laughs> the future's bright the future's orange uh, basically some big changes happened to me this week and yeah. I felt a mix of emotions but I feel like it's definitely the right thing to do always follow your gut right Georgia exactly exactly and actually Georgia was coaching me this week <laughs> you, Georgia? <laughs> yesterday well, on I, the phone yeah I spoke to Georgia I said like, I'm a bit scared it's just like don't be scared it's exciting <laughs> turn your negative to a positive yeah turn the negative <laughs> around <laughs> turn that negative oh. upside down isn't that turn that frown upside down <laughs> also we need I like, to <laughs> i like to mix <laughs> i like to mix my quotes up do you, oh my god i have to tell you something funny right do you do <laughs> Uh, do you do you do this as well the other day well yesterday when we were on the way to ikea right we were sat in this car in the car and george was playing one of the songs and it's one of his songs so like i don't (laughs) i don't know it right anyway and i thought it was this it's all about cabinets baby (laughs) like kitchen cabinets right it's not, it's confidence. And he was like, why would it be cabinets? <laughs> yeah, I mean, it was just, it's funny how you were singing that while going to Ikea. Kitchen cabinets are, are important. Never underestimate the power of a kitchen cabinet. <laughs> but confidence, that's what it's about. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's... all about confidence. Baby. Baby. <laughs> We need to remember to do bloopers, by the way. And you need to do a blooper episode. We do need to do a blooper episode. Well, I've got time now, haven't I? Yeah. Can't say yeah, too much, but I've got a bit of time in my hands. <laughs> got a bit of time. <laughs> i got some time on my hands. Is that is that a well-known number? Or no, that's my number. <laughs> <laughs> I think, right, that things mm. happen for a reason. Yeah. Even though at the time it might feel rubbish. Remember, I was having an emotional breakdown. Yeah, Georgia. 
But yeah. now it's all become clearer. Exactly. And I do think it all happens for now. a reason. <laughs> it does. And the future is bright. It's bright. The future is orange. Exactly. The future is blithe. I think that might be the future. The future is blithe. Yeah. yeah like look that. at that. My hair looks an absolute mess. I always look a state on these calls. <laughs> Literally, like, look at me. No, Sarah, look at me. Like, <laughs> just look at my hair. Right. <laughs> Not just that. Look at the t shirt I'm wearing. Oh, it's a wolf. Is it? <laughs> is it a wolf? Yeah. <laughs> what are you wearing? Shorts and a t shirt? Yeah. I'm so hot. Is that like, would you wear that t-shirt out or is it like a, a lounge t-shirt? What are you trying to say? <laughs> what are you actually trying to say? Because I have worn this out. <laughs> I'm just wondering, because you know you have t-shirts that you just wear in the house. No, I wouldn't wear it out anywhere like proper, but I'd wear it to go on a walk. It does actually I... look like you're not wearing any shorts. I know, I've just realised that I definitely can't wear this out, can I? Oh, oh dear. do you have a tattoo on your leg? Yeah, I have like three. Do you? Yeah, look. You know, I initially thought they were your shorts. No, I got one here. Oh, yeah. Two some flowers. Oh, yeah. And then... That must have taken a while to do that um, toucan. Yeah, it took six hours. Okay, so on this episode, so we were going to have a guest, but things have changed. Yeah. As they Sarah do. Let's start. <laughs> As they tend to do. Yeah. Um, on this podcast you never know what you're going to get which is part of the fun i think part of the fun even though we tell you we're going to do something <laughs> and the following week we change it we change our minds <laughs> uh, what also what i've noticed is georgia that we haven't been answering the questions that we've been setting at the end of the podcast <laughs> we've let ourselves down so but listen i think listen, i think things have been a tough. lesson yeah this is a lesson for everyone okay it's okay if things aren't perfect. Just keep exactly. going. Perfection is not a reality. Progress over perfection. Yes. Yes. Look Sarah. At, and if you want an example, look at us too. Nothing's perfect. No. <laughs> we regularly uh, miss things out and yeah, uh, make mistakes. Yeah, promise. And guests. Sarah doesn't yeah, press haven't. record. Yep. Done that <laughs> more than once. <laughs> Never to happen again. So, um, yeah, just get started, everyone. Doesn't need to be perfect. Exactly. Take us as an example of that. (laughs) As Sarah said that, her her camera has just fallen off her desk. Oh, dear me. (laughs) That's one for the Oh, bloopers episode coming soon as well we have got a bloopers episode uh, it'd be quite long because we have a lot of bloopers yeah we, <laughs> we normally record for about two hours and like basically sarah gets 10 minutes of good <laughs> good listening a lot of the time we go off track though george and start talking yeah. about random things so we're gonna do i'm gonna ask george just some questions about money and <laughs> she's gonna give me a little um coaching taster i feel well i'm not going to go into proper coaching because it might get no. a bit deep and um <laughs> oh no no please don't do that not not for the public would you say you're quite a private person georgia yes yeah so and we won't go into like some deep coaching no. session i'm just yeah i'm gonna ask georgia some questions not gonna get too deep never know where it's gonna go though no. um and yeah we'll see what happens on this episode of the money confidence podcast exactly <laughs> Okay, Georgia. So what does money mean to you? 
What does money mean to me? It doesn't mean happiness, but it certainly makes happiness a lot bloody easier. That's what it means to me. In what way? Like, it doesn't bring... Buying lots of things does not bring happiness, does it? Like, buying material things. But having money enables you to do things and not being financially stressed enables you to live a happier life I think if I couldn't pay my mortgage every month I wouldn't be buzzing I'd be utterly miserable no I I definitely think it affects you mentally like if you're in a position where you're constantly thinking and worrying about money yeah Um, I obviously think there's other things like other factors that make you happy it's not just like money buys you all this happiness but I also don't necessarily agree with the statement of money doesn't buy you happiness because money buys you security and financial freedom and all these different things, which then lead to happiness. You know, do you know what I mean? It's interesting, isn't it? And definitely something that the listeners should think about what money means to them. It is a very, it's a very good question to ask yourself because you don't normally think about it, do you? No. So listeners, just stop a moment and think. <laughs> what, what does money mean to you what does um, money mean to you what is important to you in the context of money what does that mean so what is important to you in the, in in terms of money in relation to money well so like for example one thing that's important to me would be like financial security mm, yeah yeah so like i would say the main important things are like financial security now being able to achieve plans in the future and stuff like like financial plans Mm. purchasing a bigger house or something or like something like that and yeah like just being like financially secure and able to do what I would like to do I would say that can you use a word a word to describe it a word to describe what what you've just said security security what what else what other words peace of mind like the ability to grow wealth I suppose what is important about the ability to grow wealth like literally everything to me just comes down to financial security like I would hate to like not be financially secure wow how would that make you feel oh god here she comes (laughs) what if I was unfinancially secure if you weren't financially secure stressed frustrated oh god Sarah this is a lot for the podcast isn't it basically um this episode is taking a turn <laughs> um <laughs> I started to go into a bit of coaching and um Georgia doesn't want anything broadcast on the podcast <laughs> so we're gonna have to think of something else Georgia right we're gonna talk about how do you pick a financial advisor so and what makes a good financial advisor and what makes a good financial advisor or what you should look out for mm-hmm. and what questions you should ask if an yeah. advisor in a meeting okay so yeah this is our episode it's only taken us uh two lots of um an hour and 15 an minutes to hour get and this 15 far. minutes <laughs> to get to the point of figuring out what we're going to talk about in this episode and remember what we said at the beginning and uh, no perfection progress <laughs> not perfection <laughs> No perfection ever. <laughs> Do not strive to be perfect. <laughs> progress, not perfection. Exactly. Start now, perfect later. You know exactly. The more you exactly. do it, 
the better you get. So let's start off, Sarah, with um, what, how you would actually find a financial advisor. Like, what would be the first step if you were thinking, oh, I could do with a bit of financial advice? Okay. So it depends if you want a local advisor or if you're happy to have advice online. But a good place to start is there's a few different websites you can use. There's Unbiased. Mm-hmm. Which has advisors on it, and there's Vouch for, yeah. Um, which has Vouch advi- for is like a review service sort of thing, isn't it? The reviews are independently verified. How, so, so how's that? Does that work then? So they ask the cl- go on their website, yeah. So it's the client or the prospect of the advisor writes the review. Oh, uh, okay. If you go oh, on, unbi- if you go on unbiased, yeah, they, there can be reviews on the advisor's profile, but they've put them there. I mean. I'm not saying that the clients didn't say that, but no. with vouch for you know that every single client, every prospect, yeah, has come directly from them. Oh, that's really good. Does that make sense? Yeah. See on vouch for you can also see the the advisor's qualifications. They can upload their qualifications. Yeah. Financial advisors, there's exams. I mean, George, you could talk a bit more about this. There's exams that advisors take. Um, they yeah, can, and they can. If all advisors have to be at least diploma qualified. Yeah, so you have to be at least level four diploma qualified to actually, you know, be a financial advisor. So that's definitely something you should look for, you know, the minimum qualifications to make sure that. I mean, I'm the, sure they the all person... will because they have to. Yeah, yeah. I'm just saying more um, in terms of like, you know, when you go on there, checking how qualified they are and stuff, if that makes sense. Yeah, because there's. There's also chartered. So the next stage after yeah. that is level six chartered. So they're a chartered financial advisor. Yeah. Like myself. Exactly. Exactly. And that just means like, I mean, how would you describe what being chartered means? Well, it just means that you've you've done all the qualifications to get you to chartered. Chartered financial advisors need at least five years experience in the financial yeah. services industry. So another thing to look for I mean, you could also just Google financial advisors in your area. Yeah, that's true. But some things to look for are, so financial advisors can either be independent or they can be tied. So yeah. Jonathan, do you want to just go a bit more into that? So if you're an independent advisor, it basically means you can kind of make recommendations from the whole of the market. So from any pension provider, any investment provider, you know, whatever the advice is and any kind of investment vehicle. Um, however, if you're tied, it can mean that you're restricted in what you can actually recommend. When you pick an advisor, look if they're independent, which whole of market, yeah. or restricted, so yeah. tied. Can I ask a question about vouch for? Mm. Can you actually on vouch for, can you like... Um, like, how would I describe it? Can you search for people on there? Say you found a financial advisor on Google, mm-hmm. right? Can you then find them on Vouchful? Okay, so not every advisor is on Vouchful. So oh. the advisor will have to pay for it or the firm will have to pay for them to be on Vouchful. So not all uh-huh. advisors, advisors are on Vouchful. It's up to them if they want to be on Vouchful or not. But it, are all the advisors on Unbiased? No. No. Okay. No, there's advisors on a buyer's aren't on vouch for and vice versa. You basically have to pay. As an, right. as an advisor, you or the firm has to pay for the advisors to be on unbiased or vouch for. Right. Okay. 
Okay, that makes sense. Okay, so yeah, vouch for the reviews come from directly from the client. The qualifications are on there. The advisors can put their charges and the services, what they offer on there. Um, some yeah. advisors will offer like a free initial meeting, for example. Yeah. Which is useful because then you can, for example, pick a few advisors and see which one you get on with the most, which one you trust the most. It's um, always good to like shop around, isn't it? Yeah, it is because you need to, with a, your advisor you need to be able to trust them Mm. and to get on with them and and have a good relationship with them so if you feel someone's not right for you then yeah don't feel afraid to say you know thanks for your time but yeah no no thanks um because at the end of the day it's your money and you need to you need to go with someone who you trust and someone you feel confident in i think that's like another big thing isn't it yeah and so yeah someone that someone who you don't feel will make you feel silly for asking for asking like questions you need to remember don't get intimidated by an advisor you need to remember that at the end of the day it's your money and yeah. you're paying someone to help you with your money yeah so you should understand everything and what what the advisor is doing what they're suggesting so you should ask them as many questions as you need to <laughs> <laughs> Oh, <laughs> you're gonna cry! <laughs> I can't believe that. For God's sake, right, Sarah? <laughs> oh, so basically, what's happened is, right, we're on a third Zoom meeting, <laughs> and we just went down to get a drink because it's like it's getting late. It's nearly nine o'clock. Yeah. Right? get a little drink i mean i had and then i came up and said george i've had a mishap but that's not what i was talking about george has said what have you not pressed your card and then i looked and i hadn't it hadn't been (laughs) (laughs) so i haven't recorded it i just can't believe it (laughs) (laughs) if you hadn't said anything then like we would have just carried on not recording (laughs) You know, like they say, like if you make a mistake, it's fine. You learn from your mistakes. But if you make them like two or three times, <laughs> that's what I've done. Like I've just keep making the same mistake. Well, Sarah, what was your actual mishap? Oh, so a mishap, right? So today I got a bottle of prosecco from work, and I've just opened it, and it's literally gone everywhere. It's gone all over me. It's gone all over oh. my kitchen cabinets. <laughs> Not it's all about cabinets. It's all about cabinets, baby. <laughs> It's gone everywhere. And Luke was just like, God, you really struggle with the small things. <laughs> like pressing record. Like pressing record. <laughs> and then I put some chambord, however you say it, chambord. Oh, oh, that's oh. fancy. I've never had that mm. before. I got it from my auntie at Christmas. Right? I put some of oh. that in my Prosecco. What it's like it? liqueur. It's, a li- it's black oh. raspberry liqueur. Right? Oh, nice. Put some of that in. Then stir- it's quite full. Stir it around with a spoon. Yeah. And then the bubbles went over and it spilled on my desk. <laughs> <laughs> and then I was like, great, that's great, isn't it? So I hurried back because jo- I thought George had, I thought he'd already been here. So I was no. back. And then you were like, I was like, George, I've had a mishap. And then not only have I just done that, I've just realised I've not pressed record. She hasn't been recording for the last oh. half an hour. What a day. What a day. So um, as we said before, 
progress, not perfection. Not perfection. How many times have we said that today? I know. This is our this is the key lessons from today, everyone. Right. So where were Sorry. we on the podcast? <clears throat> right. So we were talking about trying to find an advisor and how and Sarah important was talking it is. about how it's all on, important honesty was. Yeah, honesty, but also getting on with your advice your advisor and feeling comfortable with them. So I was saying it's good to take advantage of like the free 30 minute chat or the first hour meeting, whatever they offer, but that initial free chat to just see if you feel comfortable with them and if they're right for you. Yeah. So it'd be good to to contact a couple or a few so then you can compare and see who fits best for you. And yeah, what we were saying when I wasn't recording is, you know, some people might like a big corporation a big firm and others might like the one man band but it really doesn't matter it's whoever you feel comfortable with one advisor might be right for someone another advisor will be right for someone else exactly and should we just go through again Sarah um well because we have no choice really um the (laughs) the questions that you should be asking your financial advisor yeah so some of the questions you should ask your financial advisor uh, are they independent? So do the advice from the whole of the market or are they tied? Are they restricted? So can they only advise from certain providers? Yeah, like a portfolio yeah. of providers. And then also it's really important to ask about fees and charges. So, you know, what those fees and charges are, how often they're paid, whether they're paid on an ongoing basis. Yeah, and um, it- and if you if there is an ongoing advisor charge, what does that include? Yeah, what do you get for that? You know, how many meetings do you get a year? How often will your, you know, so your investments I, be reviewed and your financial plan reviewed? Um, yeah, just clarify what that actually includes. So if you invest more into your portfolio, will there be an, another initial charge or is that covered in the ongoing? Yeah. Um, whether it's on a percentage or a um, monetary amount. If it's a percentage, so it'll be a percentage of your fund value, for example, yeah. which is taken on an ongoing basis. So, for example, 1% or 0.5%, whatever it is, of your fund value. So it'll go up and down depending on your yeah. on the value, value of your of funds. Your fund. But you just, yeah, just clarify what the ongoing includes and what the initial initial fee includes and also how the initial fee is taken so it can either be taken you can either pay it directly like be invoiced or it can be taken from the product so from the for example the pension or the ISA on transfer it can be taken yeah that way so there's loads of different things and there's loads of different ways for advisors to charge so it's important to find out exactly how the different advisors charge and whether that kind of aligns with what you would expect uh, another important thing is just ensure that you are classed as a retail client. If you're a retail client, the emphasis is on the word retail. It means that you're protected by the FCA, which are the regulators, yeah. the financial ombudsman service and the financial compensation scheme. So just double check that you're a retail client. Yeah. And it's it's also important to ask whether they're authorised by the FCA. Um, just to make sure that you are protected. So yeah, that's sh- definitely something to ask to clarify. Well, they should be authorised by the FCA, but they'll have an FCA number. So you just yeah. need to check, check the FCA number on the on the FCA register. But another important question, actually, that I've just thought of 
is whether they have other clients in a similar positions to you. I think it's important to say, you know, this is my situation. Do you see my sort of person on a daily day to day basis? Yes, that, that's a good question. And you can also ask like how many clients they look after. Uh, mm-hmm. How many, yeah, as you say, Georgia, a similar circumstance to them. Yeah, whether they've got any reviews from their other clients as well, you know, whether yeah. using that service Sarah mentioned earlier or whether they've kind of got, yeah, vouch for unbiased or whether they've got their own sort of client reviews that they can share with you. And you might want to look at them, look them up on LinkedIn or Facebook because I think more and more professionals yeah. are getting on social media so they could have reviews on there. Yeah, they are. You can also see their history on LinkedIn. Oh, yeah, that's true. And you can you should be able to see as well on the FCA register kind of how long they've been uh, registered, can't you, and who they've mm. been registered with. Yeah, so that's that, they're the, some steps you should take when finding an advisor and mm-hmm. the initial meeting that you have with them. Yeah, so we're going to do a question of the week, aren't we? And then we're going to... Um, in next week's podcast we're going to talk about you know what you can expect from a financial advice after mm-hmm. the initial meeting and like what the process kind of can look like yeah for different people just yeah give you an idea of like what, yeah what the process looks like because I think you... it can be it can be daunting can't it it can be daunting definitely it can be like I think it's it can be very daunting to take the step and look for an advisor and have a meeting with a financial advisor because you're talking about money which we don't tend to talk about on an everyday basis exactly. and they may use words that you're not familiar with. So, so if they, cause it, I mean, it's very easy, I guess, for someone in their profession that does it every day to use words that to the average person, you have no idea what that means. Yeah. So, so just don't be afraid to be like, what does that mean? What does that mean? Yeah. You know, can you explain that? So then you fully understand it. Yeah, I completely agree. I completely agree. So that's right. Good. We're in agreement. So Georgia, do you want to give your question? Yeah. So my question of the week this week is who should your financial advisor be authorized by? Mm, so who are the regulators? Yeah. Who You'll find out the answer, the much anticipated answer, no doubt next week. If we remember to reveal the answer. If we remember to record and reveal the answer. So, you know, tender hooks mm. and all that jazz. Yeah. So thank you for listening. Yeah. Appreciate your time. And we will see you next week. Next week. Bye. Bye. See you then. Bye. Bye bye. All views expressed in this podcast are our own and not our employers. The information given in this podcast is for your entertainment and should not be construed as financial advice. As always, take independent financial advice before making any investment decisions. Investments can go down as well as up and you might not get back the amount you put in, especially if you take your money out too early. Investments may be subject to tax. The impact of taxation and any tax reliefs depends on your circumstances.